unidentifiable flying object. UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Sightings of UFOs. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? and gentlemen welcome to episode 89 i think of ufo no your break from the propaganda the bad news the political nonsense that is just running rampant it's unbelievable have some fun with topics like what are we talking about oh galactic federation i do that every time look i'm gonna be straight with you i'm pretty high all right i'm pretty up there I'm in the stratosphere, about 160,000 feet. It's clear skies, but whoo, whoo, whoo. <laughs> so this one might be all over the place. Just a little heads up. Anyways, I was hitting it kind of hard. Had the house to myself. So, uh, you know, when the cat's away, the mice will play. Anyways, I hope you're all doing great. My friend, uh, Nathan, is back with me again. What's up, Nate? How you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm doing great, man. I'm uh, caressing the stratosphere myself. Yeah, right on. <laughs> yeah, I've had the whole day to myself. And uh, not that I don't generally, you know, take cosmic journeys, but this one has been prolonged and elevated. So, um, like I said, I might be a little distracted in my own brain on this one. We're going to see how it goes. It will be a wonderful adventure. <laughs> it's going to be fun. And thank you so much, <laughs> Nate, for coming on. It's always a joy. I appreciate you having me, man. This is great. Dude, it's going to be fun. We're talking about the Galactic Federation, and uh, it's going to be great. But before we get into it, if you like the show, make sure, be sure to share this episode. Take that URL, splash it everywhere, share it with your friends. Your grandma's going to love us. Give a nice review. Hit that subscribe button. If you're on the Rumbles, you're on the YouTubes, it really does help. Uh, We're everywhere. Go check it out everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Also, be sure to click that link in the show note the portal to everything ufo no link in the show notes that will take you to merch that will take you to be able to contact us via email everything ufo no is in that link go click it go check out the merch we got a whole bunch of new stuff on there it's fun go check it out uh also don't forget you can donate at patreon.com slash ufo no podcast where you get absolutely zero ads the entire catalog of previous episodes all of my loyalty and bonus episodes every single week. Plus, we're going to be adding a bunch of new stuff. I'm working on stuff. I always say this every time, but it's true. I'm always working on stuff, trying to add new content. So go get signed up to the Tinfoil Militia on Patreon.com, and uh, let's do this thing. Otherwise, let's get right into it, shall we, Nate? Oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be fun. So before we get into the Galactic Federation itself, let's get into kind of where this comes from. So there's this idea that if there are alien civilizations out there, that they they rise and they fall just like the ones on Earth, just like civilizations do, except in this case, there might have been alien civilizations that existed that we don't even know about. So... This is called the Fermi Paradox. And um, 
Well, let me let me read. It comes from this article. This comes from uh, what is it? IFL Science. Here's the article. Scientists propose that just as cities and nations fall from overly rapid expansion, the same may be true for species on the cusp of space travel. Those that recognize the dangers may flourish indefinitely, but without expanding far enough to reach us, while others collapse and fail to make contact. The Fermi paradox starts with the observation there are an awful lot of planets in the universe, and those numbers make it likely some of them are inhabited. Therefore, we might expect some to develop the technology for spaceflight and colonize the universe. Therefore, the paradox states they should be here already. So why haven't we seen them? Well, few things. One is we're assuming that they're traveling the way we would travel, Right? rockets, propulsion, same as us. So it would take them a while to get to the stage where they can do this. But this has also been proposed is what if they didn't start with combustion engines? What, what if they started with anti-gravity? Like that was their starting point and they, they progressed from there. Well, and that's also taken into consideration what resources might be available on whatever planet you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because you just, we just, it, there's a lot of assumptions in a lot of these theories that come, you know, like, like I said, with the, uh, the theory that uh, aliens are traveling through space to get to us assumes, like I said, that they're using the same type of propulsion. Um, there's this doctor, Dr. Michael Wong of the Carnegie Institution for Science and Caltech's Dr. Stuart Bartlett argue in the Journal of Royal Society Interface that civilizations on Earth tend to run into trouble when they expand too much. The same, they reason, will be true in space. If so, any society that expands too far will fall apart with devastating consequences long before they can explore most of the universe. On the other hand, wiser species would acknowledge their limits and stop well beforehand, thus also leaving the vast majority of star systems untouched. Unless a stable civilization happened to be very nearby in astronomical terms, we wouldn't know about them. So the claim is, of course, entirely unverifiable at the moment. But the implication that we need to know our limits rather than expand beyond them has wider implications. And that's true with technology as a whole, like the whole quantum computing, artificial intelligence. You know, it's not good enough to just explore these things. We have to we have to kind of recon the terrain before we go out there. Because otherwise, it's going to be scary. We're not going to know the consequences. Yeah, it's opening up brand new doors. I mean, it's yeah. opening up. I mean, look just what happened as soon as we created the internet. Boom. I mean, first it sounded like when you picked up your home phone that you were killing a robot. Yeah. Your mom was checking her email. And look where we're at now. Yeah. Uh, we opened up a new door to quantum physics, quantum technologies, unexplored territory, much as the same as internet now with infinite possibilities. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's the thing about it is that um, it's it's the the problem is with this Fermi paradox, not the problem with it. I mean, the issue that within it is that we don't know. We have no idea what's out there. As it says, there is a ton of of space. There's a ton of you know galaxies, planets out there that could be occupied, could be inhabited, but we have no idea. And and will we ever know? We won't know until we get out there. But 
there is some news that came about that makes it seem like they're they're already here they're occupying our space already so instead of traveling to us they're they've already here so instead of waiting for them to come and make contact they're waiting for us to become enlightened and this comes from um this guy uh what was his name again uh the former former head of israel's defense ministry haim ashed is his name um and this is back in 2020 i think he did this um came out and said that well let me read the article so this comes from snopes gotta love them uh galactic federation nasa released a statement following alien rumors so um, Israel's newspaper, Yardiat uh, Haranot, published an interview with Haim Ashed, former head of Israel's defense ministry, space dictorate, directorate, about his new book, The Universe Beyond the Horizon, Conversations with Professor Haim Ashed. A few days later, translated excerpts of his interview started going viral as they supposedly captured Ashed making a few unbelievable claims. For example, these translated quotes show Ashed claiming that humans had made contact with aliens, that a secret underground base exists on Mars, and that the Galactic Federation had signed an agreement with officials in the United States. The officials would be Eisenhower, that that's where that whole the treaty comes from with aliens and Eisenhower to let them experiment on us, but only in designated areas. And it's uh, rumored that they made a deal for national forest land, and that ties into the whole missing 411 theory. I mean, the missing 411 isn't a theory. Those are actually missing people, but it's the theory. Wonderful coincidences. Right, right, wonderful. Yeah, is it a coincidence? Coincidence? I think not. So that's the thing is, okay, so anyway, so that's how it ties in to all this is that those are the officials. This is back in Eisenhower's day. They met with them and that this is where the whole secret meetings with Eisenhower and aliens took place. And this is where the treaty came from. So he claims that this Galactic Federation has been involved with planet Earth for 30 years. And or I'm sorry, he's been involved in these um, secret space programs, security programs for 30 years, but that this has been going on for a long time. Um, and uh, let's see, what did he say? Man, I grabbed the wrong article. This one's confusing me. So anyway, so what do you... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so this is what he says is he says that this um he's talking about the Galactic Federation and he says that uh agreements made between aliens and the US which ostensibly have been made because they wish to research and understand the fabric of the universe. This cooperation includes a secret underground base on Mars where there are an American and alien representatives. Now you could tie that into the whole um Dolce New Mexico deal with um, with Phil uh, Schneider and how they're in Dolce, New Mexico. He claims he claims that there was hundreds of deep underground military bases, but that this one in Dolce specifically housed humans and aliens working together. So that could all come together in that way as well. So he also claims like a movie. I know, right? I know it's crazy. It sounds crazy, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of at least. 
there's a lot, oh, excuse me, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence and reports from people in higher positions of authority and otherwise that have shown that there are deep underground military bases. Now, whether they house aliens or not has never been verified, obviously. Otherwise, it would be a much bigger deal. But we can verify these deep, these underground military bases do exist. I already believe that we're on the moon. I already believe that we're on Mars. I absolutely believe that. Um, so to me, it doesn't... How do you feel about that hollow moon theory, though? Man, I, I mean, even hollow Earth, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, know I, I, yeah, it would not surprise me one bit. I mean, look, you look back. Here's the confusing thing about the moon. The confusing thing about the moon is that there are cultures, Native American cultures, that believe there are times before the moon existed that that the the moon arriving is what caused flooding. That it wasn't there because we know that uh, lunar cycles play a big part in, uh, you know, uh, tides and all that. So anyway, so there's there's cultures that believe there was a time before the moon. And so I, I tend to, you know, obviously it's kind of hard because there's a lot of stories that are metaphors, but there's a lot of stories that could be taken literally. So it's it's hard to know for sure. But clearly well, there's some, something about the moon. Physics, What's the that? odds of a planet, right? Just basic physics. I mean, the odds of a planet like us getting a perfect synchronization moon of that magnitude. I mean, this thing never rotates. It doesn't. It's just very lottery chance. So. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I. It's. It's very. Something is up with the moon. Clearly. Now people will say it's fake. I don't think it's fake. Maybe it's not a. You know asteroid rock thing maybe it is actually some kind of satellite type thing like there's you know obviously we've talked about the Anunnaki thing and how it's a it's a satellite to observe earth for them which this that also ties in with this whole galactic federation thing but um there's a lot to do with the moon that is very very hard to know for sure what it is exactly because um because there's so much uh, uh, that surrounds it that it that's got fuckery, you know. It just doesn't like you said. It just doesn't seem straight up. Like a you know the the astronomical chance of it even being there, let alone everything else about it. And the one side that always faces planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Uh, so anyway, so this all comes from this, uh, Hamish shed claiming that there is a galactic federation that has been working with the United States government for a long time since the fifties that worked out a treaty to experiment on humans, but only in certain areas. Um, but there's more to this. So when you, when you start digging in, cause this is what I did. You know, first of all, thank you, uh, Matthew Morfitt, for giving me uh, this topic to discuss. He was like, hey, you should uh, talk about Galactic Federation. Okay, I will. Now, I hadn't done a ton of digging into it. Obviously, I'd known about it. When you watch enough documentaries, you watch enough Ancient Aliens, it comes up. So I knew about the premise 
of uh, of the Galactic Federation that there is a federation of planets out there with different races of aliens that are working together and that Earth just isn't in them yet, like among them yet, because we're still like considered primates or whatever. Um, but there's actually a lot more to this. Um, so let, let's kind of dig into this whole thing of, of what is the Galactic Federation, shall we? So the Galactic Federation, also called the Galactic Federation of Light, and I'm reading this from an article, and everything will be in the show notes so you guys can check it out, um, called thegreaterpicture.com. Um, the Galactic Federation, also called Galactic Federation of Light, the Confederation of Planets, Interstellar Alliance, Sphere Being Alliance, or the Galactic Federation of Worlds, is a cooperation of space-traveling civilizations in our Milky Way galaxy. The Federation consists of hundreds of thousands of members and was founded millions of years ago after a series of wars in the Lyra constellation. The destruction that happened on that occasion led to the survivors trying from then on to solve galactic conflicts in a peaceful way. Every inhabited galaxy in our universe has a federation, but ours is one of the eldest, apparently. Very interesting. The Galactic Federation has an enormous fleet of spaceships at its disposal that mediate, or if needed, intervene in any place where conflicts impend. The interdimensional technologies that they can use are of such a high level that we can hardly imagine them. Their control of energy is almost perfect, so things like dematerializing, becoming invisible, or the creation of small orbs of energy that can be released with an assignment uh, for example, to create crop circles is no problem at all. Now, here's where I like to start to break things down, okay? All right. So part of this whole premise is that the Galactic Federation is the are these enlightened races that are super highly capable and advanced that are just waiting for humans to get their shit together so we can join the Federation. Here's what I don't get. Why the obscure nature of communication if they can dematerialize, if they can become invisible, if they can do all these things? Why not make contact? Why not interact with us? Are we that primitive? Are we that sketchy? Or are they just like, no, these dipshits, they really need to get their shit together? You know, why is it that this is, I mean, there's been things that have said, you know, well, here's why they don't interact with us because, you know, that we're not ready. You know, they don't want us to freak out. I don't think people are going to freak out. I think people are going to go back to looking at TikTok immediately after seeing a UFO. We're trained. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man, I don't think people are going to freak out. I think people are going to be so numb from all the shit yeah. around them that, I mean, look at, okay, if you had released those Pentagon videos, the, the gimbal, the go fast and the Tic Tac videos, if you had released those in the nineties, in the nineties, let's say they happened in the nineties and it came from the government, it, people would have shit their fucking pants. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. But now, now nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a flying fuck about this. I mean, nobody freaked out. Nobody did anything. So if there's ever a time, and we'll kind of go into more about this from like the whole Galactic Federation 
point of view of this Galactic Federation of Light, but I kind of wanted to explain what they are before we go into like what they're saying. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Cause like I said, I, I knew about it, but I didn't know how, I guess of an active role people believe that they're playing. You know, I thought it was just something that's out there and that that's kind of a, a, a trickle of what we see is this Galactic Federation checking us out, coming into, you know, close by, whatever, because they have so many ships. But I didn't realize that that there are that there's this belief that they are playing an, a very, very active role in in the direction, the 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 path, the furtherment of humanity. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you look back at most most of any ancient civilization, Egypt, you know, yeah. belief in how the aliens assisted us with building pyramids, mm-hmm. religious beliefs, exactly. that came from that. Was even uh, they say the Greek gods were the uh, Orions. Yep. They were actually the Orion alien species. You know, I mean, those ones weren't any good. Those and the reptilians, they supposedly ain't here to help us in any way, shape, or form. But, uh, our history is bathed with alien mythology. Yes. Except that it has never stopped. Never stopped. In fact, it goes back to some of the oldest civilizations. You know, Sumerians. I mean, it's it's really it goes back a very very long time. So absolutely, yeah, exactly. Like you said, it is it is our history is riddled with these tales of other species interacting with humans. So for sure. So again, there's something to this. I'm not saying that there isn't something to this, but. We'll get into kind of some of my skepticism, but again, the, what makes me most skeptical is that they're they're not trying to communicate in any way, even though they have every capability, simply because they believe that humanity is not ready. Here's what bothers me: is like, again, you have the release of of all this information coming out, and nobody gave a shit about it. And to me, the whole idea of them not interacting with us. And, you know, this is my favorite theory out there that it, they're future humans and the reason they don't interact is it would fuck with the timeline and so they can't and they understand that relationship. So they, so it's observant only. And then the other thing is why would they crash? You know, that's the other thing. Why would they crash? So are these are these craft, these, these ships from this Galactic Federation? You know, I, it's just there's a few things that are hard for me to believe. But the ships that they say uh, they have are often created of living material, some as large as planets, and are totally self-sufficient with woods, fields, and rivers. Federation's fleet consists of ships of the participating nations and several singly operating fleets. Some of these fleets are headed by commanders who have become somewhat renowned on Earth and are sometimes channeled like Ashtar and Hatan. These channelings started some 50 years ago, and lately more and more self-declared mediums claim to be doing so, but most of them don't seem to be very pure. Yeah, okay, so let's go into that. Let's take a little segue here for a moment, because that's where I really started to get my uh, panties in a wad, was these uh, these self-declared mediums and the to say that some of them don't seem very pure is uh an understatement because i think 
most of these people are absolutely full of shit. You know, and I completely agree with that. Like, in all honesty, all of these people that are coming forward, they come from notable history, background, upbringing, whatever. Yeah. But, like, my neighbor Joe come around the corner and say, holy shit, Nathan, you won't believe what the fuck just happened to me. I'm more inclined to believe him than someone that's writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, like, okay, you're on TikTok, you're claiming to be channeling these things, I don't know. So here's here's uh, here's just a few samples of what I could find on the TikToks of, um, of people that are uh, channeling the Galactic Federation. Here we go. Oh, great. This is going to be fun. Greetings. I'm here from the Galactic Federation of Light. Thank you to all the beings that are now. Oh, and by the way, uh, because I, I there's no video to this, I just clipped it out audio-wise. Um, this lady is sitting there with a pose. And look, if people believe this, that's great. Okay, that's great. I'm not trying to, like, you know, dip my balls in your stew, all right? I'm not trying to, like, you know, rain on your parade or anything like that. But... No but, <laughs> but this this lady is sitting there with her hands folded out, uh, hands folded like in a in a yin yang type shape, with her elbows straight out, and she's in like crisscross applesauce, uh, and she her eyelids are fluttering, her lips are all weird, her head's moving in a weird. It just was so hokey to me. It was so hokey. And, and of course, you know, this, it's, it's just, am I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this lady is totally legit, but you know, like, it's just really, it's kind of cringy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways. So Only this TikTok will know. Yeah. So this is her message that she's channeling. Coming through. You are here as you are on your ascension process. We are divinely guiding you right now. This will take time for you to hit the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension. I just, like, there's nothing here, you know? I mean, it goes on for another uh, 20 seconds. There's nothing here. She does. She's not giving an actual message. She's just saying, hey, you're where you're supposed to be, which is great. It's a great message. I, I love the motivation. I love the positivity. But can we not, like, pretend? Can we, can we not, can, can you not be yourself and, like, motivate people? You know what I mean? No, no I completely agree with you, man. So here, here's another one. Now, here's what's interesting. This lady is not channeling. She apparently, like, emails the Galactic Federation of Light and gets messages back and forth. So here's here's her message. I have a channeled message from the Galactic Federation of Light. I tuned in and asked if there was anything they would like to share with the collective at this time. Here's their response. Yes, there are many things, but we will start with this. The time is now. Over the recent months and even years for some, you've noticed a huge influx of information through your crown. You have been receiving massive downloads to prepare you for through your crown. Through your crown, what's a cr what's a crown in this uh, Galactic Federation of Light idea? 
maybe uh, I for like royalty, the king, presidency, you know, the supremacy. Mm. Could be. Maybe. Could be. This vital time in Earth's evolution, you may be one of us. Over the next few months, you will feel a surge of energy like never before. You will feel inspired and unable to control your enthusiasm. You have heard the term light codes and DNA activation. All right, now light codes and DNA activation. Look, if anybody knows about these things, because I tried to look into some of these, and it's a lot of fictional lore. It's a lot of uh, woo-woo stuff that I just couldn't get a feel for. You know, this Galactic Federation idea is used in not just the idea of there being races out there in the universe. It's used in science fiction. It's used in um, games. It's used in all kinds of stuff. So trying to find some, you know, things that are like Galactic Federation that isn't culty or totally fictional is really difficult. It was really tough. Well, one, one question I got about what she was saying, I was supposed to get the surge of energy and positivity. Yeah. I I just want to know when we're going to get that energy. I, you know, that'd be nice. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> I'm tired of being daytime fatigued. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a little extra boost myself, please. That's, that's right. Please. <laughs> I want to believe. Give me your energy. So anyway, so this message goes on, uh, and and again, look, if you're on TikTok, so give your data away for one. But if you are, and obviously I was too because I was looking this shit up. But um, if you're on TikTok, just punch in Galactic Federation and look what comes up. I mean, I'm telling you, I didn't find a whole lot that was like, you know, there are some people on there that are kind of trying to to do what what we're doing right now, break down like the the story from uh, Hameda Shed. And then also like break down the, you know, what's known about it. But then you have these people that are channeling these messages and they're all messages of hope. They're all messages of positivity, which is great. But I feel like they're also in the same frame. Like if this is a real thing, are they not taking advantage of people? Are they not muddying the waters? You know? You go and you find some lady that's channeling a message on TikTok instead of actually finding the real Federation of Light. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about the fake actors. Same thing with other people that make up UFO stories. Get the fuck out of here. I'm telling you if, you, if you're not helping with it, just get out. Get out of the way. Because it doesn't help anybody for you to throw in your little two cents of a made-up story just because you want to be involved. You know? It's tough. And that, you know, this whole idea of uh, false actors, it leads me to my favorite, my favorite false actor, which I think there's a lot of them in government. There's a lot of them in, especially now, like, um, you know, I'm just going to call out some names. Luis Elizondo. I don't know what to think about that motherfucker. I don't know what to think. Leader of ATIP, director of ATIP, that was just one of many of these uh, departments that clearly knows what's up, but then everybody's doing the same thing of like, well, I've got sources and they've seen this, but I can't show anybody because of my because of my uh, my top secret clearance will be at risk. You know, other people have died. 
to put out information, but you won't because you'll get your badge revoked. Okay. Okay. Your real, real uh, hero stuff. You know, and Bob Lazar could have been a, a janitor because you got to have top secret clearance just to get in the building, even if you're a janitor. And he could have seen any, any, any number of documents in the garbage. But my favorite false actor right now, and I say false actor allegedly, I don't know if he really is or not, but is Stephen Greer. And if you've listened to the show before, you know I got a hard on for this guy. And the reason why is because uh, he charges like $3,000 a head to go out to these group sessions where they meditate and supposedly conjure aliens. And here's why I think he's absolutely full of shit. I've got a little sound clip here that I want to play for y'all to just like, look, dude, if this is real, how is he not putting the videos out? How is he not videoing every single thing they do? It, he's the leader of this, the disclosure event. You're not going to disclose what happens in your little meetings, but you want the government to disclose what they're doing behind closed doors. You fucking hypocrite. Show up, show us what you're doing in your little groups. Show us how you're conjuring. Don't make us buy an app, you dick. You know, put this out to the general public. Disclosure my ass. You know, he puts together a panel of government officials, by the way. Every single one of them were government related. I don't know how, how much to believe of that. Every bit of it is hearsay. Not one sh- you got some fuzzy images here, some fuzzy photo photos there. You have no real evidence, but you got a hundred people coming forward. They've seen shit. Oh, we know the government's working. No evidence. Oh, we know the government's got crafts. No evidence. Oh, we know that they've got solid that they're back engineering alien technology. No evidence. You just have a whole bunch of people throwing a ton of hearsay out using their credentials to back it up. And then you've got this guy charging people money under the name of disclosure to go out and conjure. I want to talk to some people who have actually done this. Anyways, here is a clip. What? No, you're good. (laughs) Here is a clip of Stephen Greer talking about one of these meetings, and that's why I think he's full of shit. Uh, Enjoy. And the story is that some years ago, maybe four or five years ago, Oh, by the way, the music sucks, you tool bag. We were up in uh, England at Alton Barnes where all the crop circles had appeared. (laughs) And we were doing this amazing meditation up on Woodborough Hill. And we did a puja, which is a Sanskrit uh, mantra uh, meditative ceremony uh, that I do for everyone when when I start the meditation for a group. And it's uh, all in Sanskrit. And we started to do it, and we were in this big meadow, and there were all these beautiful uh, cows that were in the meadow, and they came around and made a circle around our circle, laid down, and then meditated with us. And the whole time we were... Did you hear that? Is this fucking South Park? Dude. Fucking cows are meditating. Cows meditated with us. Cows meditated with us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back. Oh, my God. Listen to that again. Down, and then that were in the meadow, and they came around and made a circle around our circle, laid down, and then meditated with us. And the- Come on. Come on. 
<laughs> Give me a break, man. I'm like, no way. No way. So then, okay, so here, here, here he goes. We doing the puja and meditating. They were there just being very peace, peaceable and meditating with us. At the end of it, they literally all got up and then went about their business. And we had these amazing contact experiences up on this hill with these cows who joined us in meditation. So when you go into deep meditation, even the grass and the trees and the animals join you in that state of consciousness. Now, here's my biggest issue with this douchebag. Like I said, like I said, he (laughs) is the leader of the disclosure movement. Okay? So he's using the whole idea that he's a surgeon, he's got credibility, he's involved in the government, all this stuff. And people... fucking cows, man. Dude. (laughs) People know that meditation is a real thing. Meditation, when done right, is absolutely a real thing. So here he's piecing, excuse me, piecing together all these true aspects of things, except for the fact of meditating bovine. What the fuck? I just said I what? think they were just happy they didn't have to walk so goddamn far just to get to the yoga class. <laughs> they just came to them for a change, you know? I look it, like I said. <laughs> my my thing is is that I don't understand why he does not put out. That's his biggest complaint about government is that government will not release the information regarding UFOs. He won't even release the information that happens in his little chant circles. So what the fuck? How is he helping? How is that helping anybody? Hey, Greer, why don't you put your face in your phone and tell us a story that may or may not happen? Because there's no way of verifying. No way. If you are truly, let's just say, that someone out there is truly communicating with the Galactic Federation of Light and is channeling a message, why the fuck wouldn't you share it openly? I mean, isn't this the betterment of humanity, the turn of our species into a promising future, something that we have no idea what could turn into? So why the... So then that adds the human element of muddy in the waters. Okay, well, I have this fucking information. Why not make some money off it? Yeah. So it's... I don't know. Me personally, if you would just let everybody know, like, this is what's going on. We need to do something. But well, and that's how it started out with him. World. You know, Greer started out, like I said, he was, he was claims that he was, he was contacted by intelligence agencies that asked him to debrief the, uh, uh, presidentials, um, you know, presidents at the time, government agencies, intelligence agencies on what was going on with UFOs. That's how he claims he got into all this thing. I didn't even want to. I was just a surgeon, but I couldn't believe that they didn't know this stuff. So he claims to be briefing all these people, brings together this huge panel of of government officials. One of one of the bit largest, what as they call one of the largest moments in disclosure history, was bringing together this panel of. Ufologists and researchers and uh, and experiencers that are all once again, all of them are government affiliated. Every single one of them. Now his whole idea, 
was that the reason why it was so impactful is that these people have credibility because their credentials, because their top secret clearances, they had access to information in government. So they have, or they've seen things up close, whatever the case may be. And that's why their statements, these, these hearsay statements are more credible than your average person. But I say, look, we have that much more reason to be skeptical of these statements because they are coming from the government. So just because they got a badge on or a lanyard doesn't mean that that means that they're telling the truth anymore. It just means they might have more in-detailed stories that are going to go way over your head. So you're catching the juicy bits. All you hear is UFO and they're going, oh, anti-gravity propulsion, all this stuff, government locked in the warehouse. And so all your, you know, they're, they're going into science and they're going into engineering and they're going into all these things that the average person does not have knowledge in. So you can't even keep up with conversations like that. But because they're throwing that shit in there with it, like a spicy, you know, sentence enhancer, it makes it sound more believable because it's more technical. But I got the same argument about people that add unnecessary details into stories your average experiencers that that have these crazy details to make it seem like the story's more real but all they're doing is trying to convince you more so i think it's very much so that case so again greer i just think what the fuck cows and and why how do you not have one picture of that is that not worth Having, look, if I'm going to do experiments, I'm going to literally video every, every single person is going to have a camera on them. Every single person. The same thing that drove me nuts about ghost hunters was you got one guy with a camera. Dude, you got one (laughs) douchebag with a camera with six guys running around a house. Everybody has personal experiences. No footage. Except for the guy on the camera. God damn it. Exactly. Exactly. So it's the same thing. It's like, well, Greer doesn't allow outside cameras into his, as far as I understand, he doesn't allow outside cameras into his little sessions. So there is zero verifiable evidence that any of this took place. And then you have the chief scientific method. That exactly. And so, and you know, and then it's all based on extending your consciousness can't be verified. It's all about extending, which, okay, great. I understand we don't have the science to figure these things out. That doesn't mean the consciousness doesn't exist, any of that. But at the same time, he's a scientist or he's claiming to be, you know, going about this with evidence and all this stuff. How is he not, you know, pouring documentation of these things happening? How is he not just bleeding audio and video of all these crazy experiences how do you have a meditation circle with fucking cows meditating with you and not catch any of it on video you fucking dipshit i don't understand that in any way anyways i this is what drives me crazy about this guy among other things thank you for coming to our TED talk (laughs) yeah i really went off but it's just man this guy Anyway, so that's that's my big uh, my big. Let's get let's get back in. I really went on a real tangent. <laughs> 
but I think it's necessary to, to discuss these, you know, these are the reasons why we should be skeptical of people that claim to just be able to stumble upon these messages. They're just channeling messages from the Galactic Federation, but we don't even know if it really exists. You know, you got all these people that want to be gatekeepers, you know, well, that's all well and good, man, but. All right, so the Galactic Federation is controlled by a large council made up of smaller councils that themselves consist of even smaller councils, each of which have representation from all the separate members. This way, this enormous organization stays manageable. The hierarchy between members is usually determined by their spiritual development, and that's the reason why we aren't involved yet, supposedly, is that we are not spiritually developed enough, uh, humanity. The most highly evolved members are beautiful light beings whose voice the will of God, who voice the will of God. At this moment, a considerable part. So that would be them considering, right? That would be considered angels. I mean, yeah. we, we could honestly say like that is 100% describing what most people would say are angels. Light beings who voice the will of God. Angels. Yeah. Um, at this point, a considerable part of the Galactic Federation is present around the Earth to bring the tumultuous end of our cycle of duality to a happy conclusion. Although our whole universe ascends, the ascension of the Earth is a different story. The millions of ships that are currently hovering around the Earth are roughly split into three layers, of which the outer layer contains the biggest ships. There is no static unity, but a continuous arrival and departure of all kinds of ships that use the hyperspace and stargates like the sun to travel to their home planets or other places in the universe. So they're saying that the sun is a stargate? You know, and I'm, I'm going to get a little nerdy here. Oh, yay! <laughs> this has also happened in Star Trek to actually use the sun to travel back in time. Uh, it was the uh, the voyage home, I believe it was, oh. that traveled back and saved those whales, remember? And oh, saved yeah. them whales yeah, back yeah. in the Yeah. Yeah. And they used the sun to use the propulsion, and they've actually used that multiple times since then. And it is an actual theory based that, you know, you, you can use the planet's gravity, the sun being an unlimited amount of energy and its mass could if you could withstand the heat and pressure, could be one hell of a slingshot. Wow. That's fascinating. Fascinating to think that, that, that that's, you know, I mean, look, they, uh, what did they come up with? Uh, transparent aluminum. Also from Star Trek. Also Same from movie. Star Trek. Yep. Yep. Crazy stuff, man. I yep. mean, science fiction, Black dude. Screens. Yeah. Amazing. A lot of NASA is a huge Star Trek nerd, and a lot of the shit they sent out into space was inspired technology-wise, you know, as far as, like, sensors and being able to take pictures and withstand yeah. various elements. You know, I mean, a lot of the stuff is inspired from that show, and I think it actually really is amazing how much that a lot of people don't realize that actually has played a significant role in where our technology advances. Do you think, uh, what's his name, Ray Bradbury? The guy who created Gene? it? Gene, Jesus, fuck. Um, Gene Roddenberry? Gene yeah. Roddenberry. Do you think he could have possibly imagined, do you think he imagined where I, we'd be? 
You want to know what I personally think about my yes, teammate? I do. I think he was a time traveler. <gasps> really? He was more accurate. I mean, technically, Star Trek is considered science fact, not science fiction, because it is based off of real technology and elements that we currently use on Earth. Now, just using an advanced form. Sorry, I could go on forever. <laughs> but uh, anyways, no, I mean, his theories on the black holes, uh, wormholes, um, just his, his ideas on what was out there were actually more on point before we even had the technology to know he was on point. So maybe he was very similar to like uh, a Da Vinci. Coming down and guiding civilization saying, hey, this is a possible future. And if you really, and like, again, I can totally go on a Star Trek rant, so I apologize. Dude, I love it. Hit me my QE's heel there. Please. But, the idea of Star Trek came from who we are today, and we ended up in damn near a nuclear holocaust, wiping out most of the planet. We were left in colonies. One of us created an old nuclear missile. It's like, fuck this planet, I'm creating a new agent to get the hell out of here. And attracted first contact with the Vulcans. And uh, to me, he was, I mean, I'm not saying that that's all too, like accurate on point. You know, it's Hollywood. It's going to be make-believe whatnot, but I believe the message there is like, we will fuck ourselves up before we figure it out. I mean, it seems but like we're destined to. Future. Oh yeah, we're already headed that way. I mean, things have gotten so crazy in the world. Yeah. And I really do think that it's going to take us losing damn near everything to pull our heads out of our asses and be like, alright, we need to work together. People are the same way, you know, humanity is no different than an individual. You know, an individual, in order to have growth and maturity, you have to make mistakes. And sometimes those mistakes are take you to the bottom and make you start over. You know, so your life looks nothing like what it did before. And so humanity, same idea. If we have to start over, if we got to start at the bottom, work our way back up, which there's a lot of theories that it's happened time and time again. Well, that, look at we are now compared to how long we've apparently existed. You can't tell me we haven't had successful civilizations that collapsed before. Yeah, we got a lot of evidence. A lot. And they're finding more and more and more. More and more. And we don't even explore the oceans. We're not even there yet. Where eighty percent of the ocean is still unexplored, and that, that's where I think, obviously through through rising tides and things like that, I think that's where a lot of the ancient world resides. What better place to hide the answers than in the one place we can't get to? Yeah. Well, the Galactic Federation. It goes on that since the population on Earth is human, the human civilization within the Galactic Federation play an important role in the assistance with our ascension process. To this group belong, for example, the Palladians and the Syrians. About forty percent of the Galactic Federation is human; the rest consists of other species and light beings. Many of them share a genetic link with us, but are more highly developed than we are. They have visited our planet for millions of years and left behind many souvenirs such as buildings, art objects, 
although many of them have been made by negative alien visitors who are no part of the Galactic Federation. Negative alien visitors. I assume that means the bad guys. And of course, they say that this link with extraterrestrials is hidden as much as possible by mainstream science, which is under the control of the Illuminati. Everything! The Illuminati's got it all. <laughs> so, what is it? To, let's let's, let's, let's uh, recap what the Galactic Federation is. Galactic Federation, an intergalactic force involving many star systems in the galaxy whose main role is the protection of free societies and planets. Um, and apparently... They, I mean, they're helping us. They're they're protecting us against the bad guys. That's what the whole negative negative aliens are. Uh, but it's said that they have similar firepower to that of darker forces. The dark ones who are usually denoid or reptoid in appearance have a belief that they are superior to all other life, and this and in this and other universes that they do not do, or they do as they please. They are interdimensional in nature, like the Galactic Federation members, so wars are fought in various dimensions, although not the highest ones. Dark ones, due to their very nature, are unable to access the higher dimensions in reality above the fifth dimension. So that's where the fifth dimension comes in. But it goes in to say it's about four and a half million years old. It has over 200,000 members. Um, Again, not all of them are human. So there's the the history of this it goes back to the Anunnaki and the the fallen angels from the Nibiru. So according to this ascensionglossary.com and again all the links will be in the show notes Thoth Enki Enlil Collectives are Anunnaki hybrid fallen angelics that are from Nibiru and formed alliances in the NAA with Necromatons, Odedicrons that serve Nibiruian interests in capturing territory on Earth. And in this solar system, most of their main harvesting networks are located in the UK. And thus, they have a heavy presence in the landmass that is known as Reptilian Central. It has been brought to my attention to observe the recruitment and grooming techniques of the Thoth, Enki, and Lil Collectives, which are Anunnaki, Fallen, Angelic hybrids. So I don't know about that. <clears throat> but again, this all comes from the Anunnaki, the Nibiru, um, this this ancient astronaut theory it all comes from the fact that these are the originals i guess or can or a group of all aliens in the universe that also contain the originals so let's go into the the races but we're going to go into the five five primary races of this galactic federation and again i don't really know what to think about this i mean of course as is the theme for the show, I want to believe in all of this. I want to believe that aliens are out there. I want to believe that there's a galactic federation keeping the bad guys away, helping humanity that want to help humanity to gain the next level of enlightenment. But I just don't know what to think. 
about it all. You know, but it is all fascinating. I just hope there's life sentence. What's that? You know, I just want some, I said, I just hope we get life sentence. You know, that'd be Yeah. Fun. We <laughs> Dude, need that. Some people are going <laughs> to die. Dude, some people, you, yeah. you think about people <laughs> blasting their head off with shotguns trying to clean them. Imagine people trying to clean a lightsaber, looking down the hill, just all of a sudden. <laughs> oh. Yeah. They need laser eye surgery options. <laughs> Dude, people are going to be dying right in. So many lightsaber accidents before they get that shit figured out. Imagine before they have lightsaber licenses, they just start releasing them and people can go buy them. And then there's a thousand people that kill themselves in a, in like a weekend. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Great. Warning labels. That's right. Dude, warning labels for sure. It contains contains light saber of light capable of destroying virtually anything. Keep out of hands of children. Again, the subject's so fun because I mean, the name of it is just funny itself. I yes. mean, the Galactic Federation of Light. I mean, come on. I, like you said, that's everything science fiction we've ever known. So I mean, this is just. You just play with it all you want. Yes, and uh, like I said, it's you can find it in all kinds of lore. Rick and Morty talked about it, which of course that's what the um you know the 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 proponents the uh, Jesus the believers of this say is that well Rick and Morty are talking about it. It's in the news. It's in so of course it's real. And I go well okay yeah you've got the idea is out there. The thought is out there. The the premise of this is out there, but that doesn't mean that it's out there. You know, it just means that we got people talking about it. Where, where's the, I'm one of those guys, I need, I need, I want proof of it. I want to believe, but I also need to see something that says to me, it's absolutely real. Right now, it's just like, it's possible. That's all, I, that's the best I can give you. It might be. So the races are, the main races of the Galactic Federation are the main contributors to the human DNA. These are the Elohim races. Elohim refers to beings who descend directly from 12D source. So again, going back to, um, these are from the uh, Anunnaki, the fallen angels type thing. Um, these are Palladians, Arcturians, Syrians, Andromedans. Andromedans and Orions. I think you mentioned the Orions, didn't you? Uh, yeah, the Orions, the Reptilians, and uh, the Dranians. So the Palladians, yeah, the Palladians are the oldest star race within Galactic Federation and close in power to their friends, the Arcturians, or the Arcturians. Uh, there are about 40 member races within the Galactic Federation with several junior races working alongside the senior races to learn from them. Each of the primary Elohim races of Galactic Federation are represented by an elder leader. Each world can have many elders, but one is designated as chief elder. Akai of Tegeta leads Palladians and Galactic Federation in all matters relating to the shift. The Palladian leaders are 
A K to Kai. Dude, these names are ridiculous. Uh, link will be in the show notes. You can read them for yourself. Anyways, there are a whole bunch of weird ones with a lot of Don't vowels. Don't worry, man. You're doing good. <laughs> Thank you. A lot yeah, of vowels. You're doing good, man. Don't worry about it. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there's a whole bunch. You can read them for yourselves. But um, then there's the 40 member races. There are about 40 total races represented in Galactic Federation. The main races are the only ones that people would have heard about. There are others throughout the galaxy that do attend meetings at times, but have no major input. It is more of a friendship and teaching. We try to unite all as we move on this journey. This light expansion will never end, and eventually the Galactic Federation will grow massively. There are 40 more planets that are invited as we decide no names would be known or recognized. After this shift, we will begin expanding the Akai. We'll be the master of deciding who is official in the group. I don't know. Sounds kind of culty. Uh, so, Palladians. Palladians are called Lachey, and the leader of the Palladians is Akai. As we said, Palladians are known as the first Aloham race in creation and leaders of the Galactic Federation. Then there is the Arcturians. Arcturians are the classic from class, and the leader is Wanovar. Arcturians are only second to Palladians in power. They stand anywhere from 3 feet to 15 feet tall. Damn! And have blue skin and a large head. Oh, so they're uh, like from Avatars. Uh, yeah. They're mostly bald, but some have hair. They wear white and gold robes to meetings with high collars and long sleeves. Their casual style is loose-fitting pants and silky tunic-like tops. They wear crystals of many colors in robes or worn on necklaces. Women wear them in their hair and in bands around their heads. And the Palladians, <clears throat> they are light-skinned. They're the light-skinned Nordic humanoids. That we typically hear about. Those are the Palladians. Um, the, yeah, the Syrians are the Noplia, and their leader is Ashtar. Syrians are a powerful Aloham race with many connections to Earth. They are about average human size with pale white skin. Their faces are mostly human looking, but with dark blue eyes that are turned up at the side. The thin lips and a silt nose. A silt nose. I don't know what that means. Men and women can have long hair or can be bald. They wear crystals and hooded cloaks to galactic meetings. Andromedans, the Andromedans are known as the Mess uh, and are another very beautiful and loving Aloham race with elders in the Galactic Federation. They look very human-like and stand about six to seven feet tall. What I don't understand is why are every single one of these humanoid? There's not one of them that happens to look like a squid's asshole. I don't understand that. Yeah. Not they're, not one. They're human, all maybe. humanoid. So, yeah, that's weird. Well, that's another thing that makes me think it's made up is that they didn't have the imagination to envision like a a you know a squid with dildos for hands. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, that's the thing is is it's all from you. I, this is what makes me think it's all from humans is because it's within human imagination. All of this, all of this, I could come up with this. Oh, one of them's a lizard. One of them's 15 feet tall. Uh, one of them's, uh, but they all walk on two legs. They all got two eyes, two ears. I mean, it's too easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I mean, they're all cut of the same cloth, and you see it all the time in pretty much everything fictional. That's it's right. all xenophobic. That's right. Where I've always very and, and and again, I think it's a lack of uh, of imagination because we have no idea 
what it would look like. And that's my own opinion. I have no idea. Maybe they are humanoid. That's why we're humanoid is we come from them. So maybe that's why. But otherwise, I think the universe is so unique. Everything seems so unique. Every galaxy that we find from Hubble telescope, from the James Webb, every single thing that we see is so unique to each other that I feel like so would the species within it that it wouldn't be all every single race, every single race in the Galactic Federation happens to be bipedal humanoid. That's so why that's so crazy. You said they even have a head. Yes, exactly. Who knows? Who knows? That's why I'm saying like, to me, this is why it feels like it comes from humans because it is it everything is inspired by what humans see and our entire existence even reptilians i mean that's a pretty easy one it's not hard for us to imagine what a walking bipedal reptilian would look like so anyways orions are the reptilians they're they're uh, positive and negative reptilians some stand upright some crawl on the ground like lizards no oh, no shit uh, the ones who stand are more consciously awake. Again, no shit. Uh, the Orions connected to Galactic Federation stand upright and are bright yellow in color. They have claws on their hands. They incarnate as human, but the reptilians themselves are kept away from Earth until the shift, until after the shift. There are no cabal secretly meeting with reptilians. I, lo <laughs> I love how they... Did you... Okay, I didn't read that in all clarity. So it goes into this whole thing about how what they look like, the fact that they stand upright. Uh, <laughs> there are no cabal secretly meeting with reptilians in this era. It had to say that. So it's trying to dispel that conspiracy within the conspiracy of the Galactic Federation. Come on, tell me that's not part of the plan. Smooth. Right? There are no, it, it flat out says, now maybe it'd be one thing if there, there are conspiracies that say, but chances are no. But instead it says there are none. There are no cabal secretly meeting with reptilians in this era. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Again, I'm not, Right? That's why, that's, I just, I don't know. Okay, so Shamalene, Shamalene are the one of two races who are members of Galactic Federation who work closely with Palladians but are seen as more junior members. Uh, let's see, they stand five feet tall without hair, Caucasian skin, and they're all white. Uh, large eyes, a longer nose and chin than a human, and a small slit mouth. They wear robes in many colors and headbands covered in crystals. Rad. They're usually homebodies, but are now traveling. <laughs> They're usually homebodies, but they get out in the galactic, the galaxy every once in a while. Going on a road, uh, or on a road trip. Yeah, we're yeah. We're usually <laughs> homebodies, but we we're going to Earth this weekend. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. <laughs> the Vs are from a planet in the outer Milky Way. They are joyful race with high technology. They love to travel on their own, but also travel with Galactic Federation. They love long watches, walks on the beach and watching the sunset. They stand about 9 to 12 feet tall with the build of a thin basketball player. <laughs> with, again, pale white skin. Dude. And Asian-looking racial features, or facial features. That's funny. Which means they're, I'm sure they're trying to say they have slanty eyes. 
I'm absolutely positive that they just didn't want to put white skin with slanty Asian looking eyes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, they are often working out of bases in Antarctica. They have elders, children, they drink water and eat food. Oh, really? They're just like us. Oh, I'm not buying it for a minute. I just, like I said, it's hard for me. It's hard for me, man. When you have shit like this, you know, when you, it's just so very clearly trying to associate with humans. Like it's very, very clear. They're trying to, to make it relatable. Like in no way are they trying, like if it was truthful aliens, it wouldn't be relatable. You know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. I mean, there's no way we could fathom who, what they look like, how, how they, I mean, yeah. Who the fuck knows anything about this shit? Yeah. So they're like, oh, they eat food just like us. Oh, they walk upright just like us. Oh, they're white, probably just like you. And, you know, all this stuff. They they eat food. They drink water. They're wearing pretty hats. Oh, my God. They're like having nice hats with gems on. (laughs) It's too much, man. Again, I want to believe in this stuff. I want to believe. But things like this make it difficult for me because, again, it just seems like a dude is sitting there going, well, if people know they eat food and they drink water— It'll make it more relatable, you know. Like, duh. I, I mean, I I believe that there is got to be like humanoid species other than us out there. But like, I mean, come on. There's so many unlimited atmospheres, environments, different planets, different situations. Why the fuck are they all going to be like us? Exactly. That's right. So. That's right. To, so, so again, all of this will be in the show notes. You can go look at this, read through. Um, I, I find it fascinating, but to me, there's nothing here that I, I see that is like selling me that it's, it's legit, at least based on this. I don't think that they're communicating with humans through obscure blog posts. I, I don't think that's what's happening. And I have a hard time believing that they're being channeled on on TikTok. But maybe I'm completely wrong on this. Maybe I'm maybe I'm way too skeptical. But I just to me it's you know, too goofy. I want to believe that we are being in contact with the entities. I just have to also believe that if we are truly in contact with any species, there's no fucking way that we're gonna correctly go about spreading the message or getting out the information because it's just we, we screw everything up yeah basically yeah so to round this up this galactic federation of light and look i mean hit me up let me know if i left some stuff out if i'm not seeing the whole picture i would love to know i would love to know for sure what you all think about this um but let's let's uh let's wrap this galactic federation of light with the message from the galactic federation of light that says we are the galactic federation of light and we come with a message to all of humanity The prime creator has given us permission to descend throughout your planet in large numbers, thereby triggering a massive positive chain reaction that will fall into place as soon as enough people there uh, receive our presence as a sign 
that what they have been waiting for has started manifesting on earth. Excuse me. Uh, I lost my place. I apologize. Many of our ships will come by at low altitudes and make themselves visible to the general public. They may be seen in the sky at night or during the day if they reveal themselves. We are sending greetings of peace, hope, and love to all of you. We want to prepare you for what is coming. The Galactic Federation has moved heaven and earth to be able to step forward openly with disclosure. The announcement that we are visiting earth and are present here and our presence here. The time for this event has been chosen carefully by our cosmic planners as it is shortly after the end of this year's solar maximum cycle and therefore the energetic conditions on earth will be particularly ripe for our arrival and teachings and therefore maximally beneficial and timely for you. From now on, we can openly interact with the people of this planet. It is true that we have been helping you secretly for a long time, but now it is time that you to let you know that your prayers have been answered. The initial contact has been made. We are now allowed to communicate with the people of the world, and we will be translated into all languages and broadcast through various media, television, and the Internet. We will use the mass media to awaken and inspire people into a greater understanding of themselves and of humanity. As messages of unity, oneness, and equality that we will broadcast to the whole world from enormous screens placed on the sides of our motherships, the Galactic Federation will host open meetings on ships where people can meet us in person. There are many people in the world that are sick, that don't have anyone to help them, or they just can't afford healing treatment. So we will provide free healing treatment to all of these people around the world that are sick. We are getting ready. We are making the final arrangements to make the disclosure and your world will change forever. Soon you will recall who you really are. Disclosure has reached an all-time high in accordance with the divine plan of the Creator. The most important thing we decide is to extend the end of this cycle and give way for the preparation for the people of this world and to allow the secret controllers of this world a chance to give up and surrender. This includes the dark forces who know about this and do not yet know how to proceed. The process will turn out smoother than we had thought. This will avoid chaos. Now is the time when you will find out who is lying to you who has used you in some way, who has not cared about your welfare or that of humanity. We will all very excited. We are all very excited about this wonderful, life-changing opportunity for each and every one of you. The moment is now. The time to act is upon us. The time to discover your true galactic origins. This is something that has never happened before in history, and it will be happening now. The Earth's population will see first to end the origins of who they are in regards to their galactic roots, the plans to create a new earth based on universal law for the sake of all life in our universe has been put into motion. It is also a message of great unexpected joy. Love you dearly. We are here for you. We are your family of light. Aho, Aurora Ray, Ambassador of the Galactic Federation. Now, that would be pretty neat. It would be incredible. That is what I want to believe. I want to believe in that. That's what I want to believe. Yeah, me too. I want to believe that that is there. I want to believe that is out there. I want to believe that is the trajectory for humanity, that we are destined to become enlightened. I want to believe on that. What a powerful message 
of hope um, and renewal. I, I just, it's got really culty vibes. It, it does. And that's what keeps tripping me up. Yeah. That's what keeps tripping yeah. me up. So I don't know what to think about it. Again, I want to believe this. I, I absolutely want to believe that. I find it fascinating. Like you, I'm with you, man, where I definitely think that there is something out there. There there are races out there. There are aliens out there. Um, there is something in the universe larger than us, intelligent. Um, but what it is, I, I couldn't begin to tell you. It would be amazing to be a part of. Look, man, if we live long enough and this thing is in, in, we might just be able to see that. I mean, it, you know, I never thought that I would get to see the level of technology that I'm seeing now. I mean, I never yeah. thought, I never thought it'd be that like so advanced as we are now. I mean, so advanced in so many ways and so stupid in so many other ways. You know what I mean? I really never thought I'd see that, but you know, here we are. So here we are. Here we are. But before we wrap up all together, I got to say another thing. Um, I said this on my, if you're on the Patreon, uh, I put out a bonus episode every week. Generally put that out on Fridays. Go check it out. Uh, all you got to do is donate. That's all it takes. But uh, in my episode, we talked about Nichelle Nichols, Star Trek actress. Unfortunately, she passed away. Um, I believe it was about a week ago, I think. Um, yeah, within the last. yeah, July 31st, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, 89. She lived a very long life. Exactly. So that's great. That's she great. Did. She did a great life. An entrepreneur. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So, uh, according to an article by CNN, uh, actress, singer, Nichelle Nichols, best known for a groundbreaking patrol or betrayal of, uh, Lieutenant Nyota or in Star Trek, the original series has died at age 89. Uh, Nick, uh, Nichols portrayed communications officer Lieutenant Nyota Ohura in the Star Trek TV series and many of its film offshoots. When Star Trek began in 1966, Nichols was a television rarity, black woman in a notable role on a primetime television series. There had been African-American women on TV before, but they often played domestic workers and had small roles. Nichols Ohura was an integral part of the multicultural Star Trek crew. The Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. called it the first non-stereotypical role portrayed by a black woman in television history. Fascinating. Another history-making mark that they did was a uh, first interracial kiss when uh, her and the uh, Captain Kirk, they had a kiss, and that was the first primetime interracial kiss between a white, a white man and a black woman. You're absolutely right. Nichols is widely known for participating in one of the first interracial kisses on te on TV when her character kissed James T. Kirk, betrayed by white Canadian actor William Shatner. Amazing. She lived a good life, and it's great for everything she contributed. Yep, yep. Amazing, amazing. What a great show. As you said, what an inspiration for a lot of the, the, uh, the technology we have in our world today. Gene Roddenberry. Amazing. Time traveler. Could have been a time traveler. I'm sticking with it, dude. That's something I, I definitely want to believe Gene Roddenberry was a time traveler for sure. It would make a lot of sense. It would. It would. <laughs> it absolutely would. 
Uh, so the biggest question of all, though, is what do you all think? I want to know. Hit me up. What do you think of the Galactic Federation? Matthew, Morfit, please let me know. What do you think of our talk about this? I want to know because, uh, you know, really... He hit me up. Uh, he also said, hey, you should do something on Valiant Thor. So that's why we did Valiant Thor. Um, and then he said, hey, thanks for doing Valiant Thor. You should do Galactic Federation. So we did. And I don't know, you know, didn't really give me an idea of like what you thought about it or your thoughts on Galactic Federation. So I really just took this from I'm going to kind of figure it out. And this is what I pulled out of it. But uh, but please let me know what you think. I would love to know any of you, every single one of you. Uh, I want to know what you think, but um, if you have stories, you have experiences, you just want to reach out, you can email, go follow that link in the show notes, everything, the portal to everything UFO know. And of course, we are building a tinfoil militia. People, my people, tinfoil militia, I want you in the ranks, so go donate now. My OG supporter designer tinfoil hat wearing Aaron Rice. Thank you so much for starting this bandwagon. It means the world to me. And here we are, tinfoil militia rocking and rolling. Casey Armadillo, thank you as well. First merch buyer and now member of the tinfoil militia. Michael Benavides, thank you as well. Roswell resident. I would love to hear some stories, dude. Hit me up. Uh, Michael Ralston, thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. And uh, Jesse... Uh, Ed's girlfriend, great lady. We always have some great talks. Love the feedback. Love the talks after the shows. So much fun. And then, of course, Rihanna. Thank you, lady. Thank you so much. We also have some great talks. Always hits me up. Gives me feedback. Her and her fiance listen to the show. And uh, we love to flip theories back and forth. It's great stuff. And then new to the tinfoil militia, Carlton Turner. Welcome aboard, sir. You, too, can be part of the UFO No Army at Patreon.com, where we are going to be releasing a new episode every single week, bonus episodes just for the members, more bonus content coming very soon, but every donation means the world to me. Go and do it. And now for my general shout-outs, go check out the Black Coast Killer Band. They got a merch brand, Wet Wired, super awesome. Love these guys. If you're into heavy metal, go fucking check them out. These guys rule. Uh, my friend Casey Leesky, you brother, you rule as well. Thank you, sir, very much. And again, Matthew Morfitt, this guy. Thanks for the inspiration. Valiant Thor and Galactic Federation. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, give me some other ideas. I'd love to uh, cover topics. Any of you, if you have any uh, ideas for topics, let me know. I'll cover them. Uh, Vince Guzman, shout out for you, sir. Ridiculous Patronus, your scented memory, GG Holland, the Slime King plays, and my sister, Christy, and the whole family, Jesse, Zoe, Emma, thank you all for listening. And of course, one of my favorite people that I never get to talk to anymore, Lucas Dixon, a.k.a. Dr. Dixon, from the uh, very beginning of the show. This guy started out first three episodes. He's in them. Uh, happy birthday, brother. I hope you're having a good one, man. Love you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Anyways, and of course, with that in mind, the blind one. We're always trying to save him for those mean aliens trying to get in his poop hole. Anyways, but we're going to get him back. Everyone who's bought merch, you can tag UFO No Podcast with a sweet-ass gear. Help us build a portfolio of fans. It would mean the world to me. Let's do this thing. Otherwise, uh, Nathan, thank you so much for joining the show. It has been a pleasure, sir. Oh, man, that was fun. That was fun. Thank you for having me. 
Dude, what a great topic, man. Thank again, thank you, Matthew Morfit, for giving me the uh the the topic idea. This was fun. Yeah, thank you, man. That's fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, as you said, you know, it has so many ties to because it's the, you know, the name and kind of the thing behind it has so many ties to uh like Star Trek and whatnot. So it's uh it's just fascinating and really fun yeah. to go over. So anyways. It really was. You really yeah, man. Right, so, uh, where do you uh, do you have any socials you want to throw out so the people can follow you? Uh, no, not quite yet, but uh, I'm I'm in the talks of making up something. So, pick oh. up anybody who listens and wants to get involved and support the show, then I should all hopefully have something too. There we go. There we go. As soon as we do, man, we'll post it in the show notes. Otherwise, thank you, Nate, for coming on the show very much. Thank you again, man. For all of you out there, thank you for joining another episode of UFO No. And as I always say, keep your eyes to the skies and watch out for the government. They're shoisty bastards. (laughs) 